0: This is Bentley Manning.
1: And this is Callan Day.
0: And this is an experiment to see what happens
1: when church is canceled, even on Christmas.
0: This is.
1: This is. This this is is.
0: Empty Pews.
1: Christmas edition. Merry Christmas, everyone.
0: Merry Christmas. Um, I hope your Christmas has been warm and filled with joy this year.
1: I know it's probably a little different from past Christmases. Um, Kai and I are, you know, just hanging out, the two of us this year. And so maybe you're alone or not with as many folks as you normally are with, and we just wanted to do a special edition to say, hey, we're thinking about you, we love you, and Christ is with you.
0: Hey, Kellen.
1: Yes, Bentley.
0: What do you think's required from a special edition Christmas podcast?
1: Mm, I think that it should be appropriately celebratory, because it is, you know, a joyful occasion when we mark Christ's birth um, to us and among us. I also think it would be appropriate, you know, to say something about um, scripture. And then we could pray.
0: That sounds great. What about this also, Kellen? What if we had a little poetry?
1: I think that would add to the celebration.
0: What if we had a little Austin Fairer?
1: Ooh, Even though it's not Advent anymore?
0: Even though it's not Advent, it could be like a Christmas surprise, like still more Austin Fairer. (laughs) I'm into it. And then maybe we could make sure we have a lot of good Christmas music throughout the podcast.
1: Yeah, we'll do our best.
0: Perfect. The
1: So, um, speaking of celebrations, right, Bentley, like what are, what are the ways we can mark this holy day and season? How can we fully kind of lean into the joy of Christ's coming? Um, what ideas do you have?
0: Well, I think one thing you could certainly do is have some tasty sweets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, My dad and I used to bake cinnamon rolls, and we'd have cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning, which was, you know, so lovely.
0: One of the things that we would have on Christmas Eve for dinner uh, would be fig pudding.
1: Oh, I've never had that.
0: It's super... I mean, not everyone in the family likes it, but... But you like it. I love it. Fig pudding with hard sauce.
1: Yeah, you can eat some sweets. I think if it's, like, snowy outside, which it might be here in Highlands... Um and probably is in Michigan, where I'm from, you should go and play in the snow.
0: I think that's a great idea. Uh, another thing I'm thinking about, Kellen, is that in the story of Christmas, there are a lot of angels kind of depicted, mm-hmm. and uh, what they are inclined to do uh, with the good news of Christmas is to sing, sing praises mm-hmm. to God and to bring good news to God's people. So maybe some of the things that we can do is Ah, uh, lift our voices, even if at home, and maybe share some good news with people around us.
1: I think that's a wonderful idea,
0: Kellen. What else do you have in mind?
1: Um, I'm just thinking like anything that can make you feel really cozy, and like I love to like make a fire and light candles, you know, and make something really yummy to eat. An open presence, right? Like just that feeling of a total um, comfort and relaxation and delight.
0: Maybe like some hot chocolate or...
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So when you open presents, are you someone that just kind of goes at it and just opens all of them oh, at no, once? no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. In our family, it is a ritual. It's one by one oldest to youngest, starting with stockings, and then one by one. It's like a whole day thing. It's a slow unwrapping. Punctuated by various meals.
0: (laughs) Kellen, I love that in the midst of this crazy, crazy year, uh, one that's been uh, sad in many ways, that we're still able to find uh, some joy and celebration in this great feast of the nativity and my hope is that uh, for the folks listening that even in the midst of uh, a difficult and trying time uh, you can find uh, some space in your heart uh, to rejoice at the good news that comes to us at christmas
1: a thrill of oh.
0: Ellen, can I share a piece of poetry?
1: I'd love that.
0: Uh, this is the last two stanzas from John Betjeman's poem uh, entitled Christmas. And is it true, for if it is, No loving fingers tying strings Around those tissued frapperies The sweet and silly Christmas things Bath salts and inexpensive scent and hideous tie so kindly meant. No love that in a family dwells, no caroling in frosty air, nor all the steeple-shaking bells can with this single truth compare, that God was man in Palestine and lives today in bread and wine.
1: So speaking of poetry, Bentley, um, there's a great prose poem, I guess you could call it, that we read every single Sunday after Christmas in worship, and that's John 1, um, which you all of course know, but I'll just read the opening lines because it's worth repeating always. Just feels like exactly what we need to hear.
0: Yeah, there, there's a tradition um, that understands this, these verses, these first sixteen verses from John's gospel as the last gospel, mm-hmm. and there's a liturgy that had this gospel read at the end of the service, every single service, hmm. um, because it in many ways, I think, contains everything we as Christians need to know. And maybe most especially in a year that's been so dark, uh, to know that that the darkness will not overcome the light that comes at Christmas. Uh, to your point, Kellen, is especially comforting to hear right now. Kellen, what about you? What, what grabbed you in this reading?
1: I think those last couple lines grabbed me, right? But you know, in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. Right? Like, what, a, what a statement! What a, what a source of uh, deep comfort, truth. Right? That our, our life, the gift of all of this, this creation, our breath. Um, like, we're not the source of it. <laughs> it does not begin or end with us. It begins and ends in him. Um, and then, of course, that line about the light not being overcome by the darkness, which, you know, from our very human perspective, doesn't seem true all the time. <laughs> and so we need, like, these kernels put in front of us again and again to re- to just, like, bolster our faith, bolster our hope. Like, I know it might seem like the darkness is going to win, but, like, Christmas tells a different story about that. Um, and I'm just holding on to these words right now.
0: Your reflection reminds me a bit of something that Rowan Williams has said related to John's gospel and maybe this story uh, that we're given in first in the in the first chapter of John that whenever uh, we hear the gospel talk about Jesus we're getting a picture a window into something cosmic into something greater and bigger more expansive uh, than than what maybe meets the eye initially and he talks about being invited into the engine room uh, and and seeing the way that God works Mm. in and through the person of Jesus Um, and these kernels that you're mentioning are an invitation I think into the engine room uh, for us to see how God is working in the world in powerful ways even when it's hard to see
1: This is Austin Fair's Christmas reflection. Bentley says it's your Christmas gift. When Mary laid Jesus Christ upon her knees, when she searched him with her eyes, when she fed him at the breast, she did not study to love him because she ought. She loved him because he was dear. He was her son. His conception had been supernatural, perplexing, affrighting. It had called for faith in the incomprehensible, and obedience beyond the limit of human power. His nativity was human and sweet, and the love with which she embraced it was a natural growth, inseparable from the thing she loved." She was blessed above all creatures because she loved her maker inevitably and by simple nature. Even though it needed the sword wounds of the passion to teach her fully that it was her maker whom she loved. The son of Mary is the son of all humankind. We embrace him with the love of our kind that we may be led up with Mary to a love beyond kind. A selfless love for the supreme goodness, when we too shall have climbed the ladder of the cross. Here's a prayer poem. Moonless darkness stands between, past the past no more be seen, but the Bethlehem star may lead me to the sight of him who freed me from the self that I have been. Make me pure, Lord, thou art holy. Make me meek, Lord, thou were lowly. Now beginning and alway, now begin on Christmas Day. That's by Gerard Manley Hopkins.
0: As we sign off uh, from this final podcast of the calendar year, uh, I want to wish you all again a very, very merry and blessed Christmas and uh, a happy new year. Uh, I am grateful for the joy and life uh, that we get to experience together in this Christian community, uh, that we get to experience together as we celebrate the good news of the Incarnation. Please know that we continue to hold you all in prayer and certainly look forward to the day when hopefully sooner than later we'll be back together uh, in the flesh. Um, But until then, uh, know that we love you.
1: We miss you.
0: God's peace.